Jacqueline, I'm really thankful that you're my friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I'm thankful you're my friend, too. (laughs) Because I feel like if this were um, me trying to figure this out with, like, I don't know, someone I didn't know very well, (laughs) they would just be like, Craig is so fucking unprofessional. (laughs) Which... Meanwhile, I'm I don't care, and I'm just looking up the lyrics of how the that seminal song. It takes two. It takes two to make things go right. It takes two to make it out of sight. It takes two, and it takes two. I think we did a really good thing just now. We did. I think we just uh, started a reimagined, <laughs> which is what everyone's calling it these days. Reimagined. Oh, yeah. It takes two. <laughs> I just reimagined this whole album. I just reimagined this song. So you're welcome. Welcome to the Edgy Punks Podcast. This is another episode of In Between Spins. I'm very excited for this conversation because we finally got it done. Uh, it was our second time trying because last time we had some failures, which you'll hear about a little bit later. The recording program that I normally use just like failed for some reason, which was awesome. Uh, but also the new recording program we used didn't really let me edit out some of the stuff that I wanted to edit out because it was weird. But whatever. This is a great conversation. It's very loose. It's me and Jacqueline O'Connell, uh, as you know, who's been here the last couple conversations for In Between Spins. Really glad to just chat about music on this episode. Jacqueline has fully launched her project in between spins. Already launched a few uh, episodes on the YouTubes and is already sending out a new zine, which is super sick. Very excited to get that. And uh, this episode is all dedicated to reunions, comebacks, and what we feel about them. Katie Ham actually joins us at one point, and we get to talk a little bit about one of Katie Ham's favorite reunions slash comebacks and all their feelings that were attached to that. And we get into a little bit about how my music taste has evolved since my days of listening to music that I am proud that I grew out of, but still have appreciation for, period. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, again, this isn't a normal uh, education slash interview slash uh, conversation with uh, 
an artist that's putting out anything that I'll be back next week with my next conversation. But this week we're just talking about music, new music we like and reunions. Uh, also just to preempt the conversation, we, we could have talked about all of the reunions and comebacks ever, but we decided to keep it pretty focused to within the last couple of years. Uh, and even then our scope's limited to just the ones that we think we thought about that were important to our lives. So Granted, we're, we might not talk about the reunions that you were interested in or have feelings about. And for that matter, tweet at us, post about what you, what were your favorite reunions? What were some ones that you hated? Give us your feelings. Give us your opinions. I want to hear all that. Uh, you're going to hear uh, interludes of different music throughout the episode, which is great. I'll preempt every single uh, music break with what songs you're about to hear including right now. Uh, I'm going to play a song called Sagan, Indiana from Camp, the new Camp Cope album, which we, spoiler alert, are about to reference. The song at the very beginning was called Real Thing off of the new Turnstile album. So those are the first two songs you are hearing and have heard. And now let's get into this conversation with me and Jacqueline O'Connell and eventually Katie Ham. of In Between Spins. This week we're going to talk about reunions. And uh, this is Jacqueline O'Connell. You may know me from my YouTube channel, In Between Spins, or any of the previous In Between Spins at the Edupunk podcast uh, episodes. And obviously, our glorious host, Craig Bideman, is here. Yeah. Hey, everyone. My name is Craig. I'm usually here, and I'm really glad that Jacqueline's here again for the third month in a row. Hell yeah. This is, uh, if you heard in the intro, if I kept the proper intro, this is our second time doing this. (laughs) So if anything, you're hearing a more refined version of this conversation. And we're both uh very loose so this is gonna be great yes (laughs) and what was good is the first recording was also loose so this is gonna be way loose (laughs) (laughs) because craig just spent the last hour and a half trying to figure out his recording system and why it stopped working for no reason at all the same recording system i have been using since i started this podcast and it just decided to stop working for me for like for me like when we were recording the last episode so i got nothing and i have no idea why but here we are we got a new one and we're gonna figure this out yeah, we're troopers. We're trooping through, and we're going to do this again, and we're going to talk about reunions, the good, the bad, the maybes, and The forgettable, whys. the why, the... And even, Who, like, what, some wins. comebacks and stuff, too. Yeah. Know, whatever. What we define as a reunion, because some people define it differently. What have you been it listening was... to lately, though? 
Oh, so I've been really digging uh, Haley Hendricks. Hendricks. Those are so long. There's so many letters. There are a lot of letters. (laughs) And I was like, sound it out, Jacqueline. Sound it out. Hendricks. I was like, okay, it's probably Hendrix. So uh, she recently put out an album called I Need to Start a Garden on Mama Bird Recording. And it's very, very good. Um, I'm also really interested in, uh, been listening to a lot of Hurry, which is like, they put out an album on Lamo Records called Every Little Thought. It is very indie pop, way into it. Lucy Dacus put out Historian on Matador, all about it. It's Love that. Banger. Love that album. Lucy just keeps throwing it out and mm-hmm. we're just like, oh my God, yeah, we need this. Matador's and, nailing it lately. Totally. And then Camp Cope. Put out mm-hmm. how to socialize and make friends on Run for Cover, and it is already on my top albums of 2018. I'm what still, about you, Craig? That one, okay. And I still gotta, I still gotta crack that one. I don't know what it was. I really liked the last album, and this one, I, it's gonna take some time for me. I do love uh, all of the lyrical content. It's just the whole sonic thing. I'm still trying to figure out. That's just me. That's yeah. something I'm working on. I'm working on a lot of new life stuff and this Camp Cope album is going to be one of them. <laughs> yeah. It take it takes time and it takes two. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, all right. What have you been listening to? Um, so since you brought up the Haley Hendrix album last time we tried to do this, I actually checked it out and it's really good. And it's what, what I was thinking is like the, the her name is like very misleading because you think it's gonna be like if you just looked at it you're like oh this is like one of those SoundCloud rappers like just because the X throws me off <laughs> but it's the like why on the X yeah. super chill folk that is beautiful her voice mm-hmm. is great um but I've been really digging the new Lucy Dacus album we said that already I already covered that just now I really like the new uh, self-titled moaning album. It's kind of like nosy, noisy. It's nosy. It's very it's nosy very music. Nosy. It's in all of our business right now, and I'm not having it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Not having it. Um, but Moaning, uh, they put out a really noisy shoegaze album that is very good and actually was really helpful for me. Um, really helpful for me on a recent uh, couple of flights that I had to take. But they, they put that out on Sub Pop, um, which is... Kind of an um, an interesting uh, release for Sub Pop, but I'm, I'm glad that that got out through there. Um, I really like the new Turnstile album. Like I said in the interview that I did with Sheridan Allen last week, did not expect to become a, a Turnstile fan this year. <laughs> but it happened. I yep. uh, really like the new Palm album. Yeah. Uh, very weird avant-garde stuff. I think that oh, we worked. also talked about Vunderbar last time too. Oh and yeah, that, that Palm reminded me of Vunderbar, which is also a great album. And I don't know why I didn't write it down this time, but oh, yeah, Vunderbar. Yeah. Well, Let's I have it in it. my notes from last time. Yeah, that Vunderbar album is very good. I even had a student come into my office, and I was listening to Vunderbar, and they were like, "Oh, are you listening to Vunderbar?" And I was like, "Oh, do you listen to Vunderbar?" <laughs> well, they're they're from Boston, aren't they? They're Boston yeah, based. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, I've also been really, and like a lot of vinyl Instagram has been obsessed with the new Teenage Wrist album. And I think it's really good. Chrome Neon Jesus has a lot of throwbacky vibes to bands like, um, like Hum comes to mind a lot, but it's really good, like grungy shoegaze stuff. Um, and then I really like the new Anna Birch album. Uh, that album, uh, is called quit the curse. And that was an album that kind of hit me at the right time. And it's really chill. Uh, it's one that we kind of bumped on a little bit because it is kind of same. Yeah. It's very like monotone to me, uh, which is fine. There are a lot of albums that I like that as you mentioned, it hit you at the right time. It hit me at the right time. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of albums where it's like, Oh, it sounds like the same song. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I love it. It's just like, I just needed that. Like, you know, homeostasis, like mm-hmm. all the way through. Not every album I listen to is like that. So it's nice to have one that I can just go to and be like, okay, every single song is going to make me feel okay. And I'm going to be fine. <laughs> totally. totally. Yeah. I mean, like, I, don't get me wrong. Very talented. Uh, guitar player very talented singer songwriter so um it was just a little it might not it might not have hit me maybe it'll click later you never know yeah maybe uh, i thought it was really good and it came out uh what polyvinyl yeah, yeah. polyvinyl's been doing some cool stuff lately yeah and they got the new um they just new announced Tancred. the new tancred album so stoked yeah i ordered so a copy of that i'm very excited for that and for her tour coming up with julian so that's gonna be sick yeah, they're playing some uh, some interesting venues. Like, they're not even, like, they're coming to New York, but they're, like, playing, like, Ithaca. Weird. Yeah, and they're playing... Uh, like, they're playing you... Providence when they come here. Yeah, yeah, they're playing some um, kind of, like, out there venues. Yeah. Which, which is pretty cool. So the reason I brought up reunions is because a reunion kind of shook the foundation of the the scene music industry a couple weeks ago when Under Oath kind of out of nowhere was like, hey, we're going to put out an album. And like if like their website crashed, their web stores crashed, like all of this stuff that happened when Brand New put out their newest album, like a bunch of like it just kind of came out of nowhere and people were like, well, what the hell is happening? And so they put out uh, the new, all the information for the new album, Erase Me. I got one copy <laughs> of the like most pressed one. I was fine with that. But man, the, there were a lot of people trying to get after all those variants. And it made me like really think of, is this reunion for the right reasons? Is this reunion for the music? Like, I haven't actually listened to the singles yet. I'm going to before I put one of the songs in this episode, granted. But it made me wonder, is this reunion for the music or for the money? And, like, what are all reunions about? Like, I don't know. What do you think? I I just go back and forth. I think that reunions aren't always, like, it really just depends on the situation. It's all case by case, obviously. I don't always buy into the reunion uh, facade and like everyone's like, oh my God, so-and-so is getting back together. They're going to play a bunch of shows. And I mean, that's, that's great. But like the perfect example is it was really cool that Jawbreaker got back together. Yeah. And it was really cool that they have been playing shows and they played some shows in California and uh, some in Chicago, and then they just played three nights at Brooklyn Steel here in New York, 
sold out as soon as they went on sale. Mm-hmm. And trying to get tickets anywhere else was like you had to, you know, basically forfeit paying rent for the entire month in order to get to the show. Uh, I don't, I didn't get to go, which is totally fine. I'm not one of those people. It's like, Oh my God, I need to see this band before I die kind of people. Um, but I heard it was good and everyone was really happy. And as like, I guess as long as the band is like excited to be playing music again for people and really wants to, just really wants to like continue that connection i just don't know how sincere it is sometimes because it feels as though it could be a money grab and it also could feel like i don't know it, it just feels sometimes sincere because like uh, with like jawbreaker they had such a like crazy like ride and oh, like yeah. they have such a crazy history that you wonder like are they really happy i mean you only no offense but you only get grumpier with age like i'm grumpier now that i'm older yeah you know and we're hardly so I can only like imagine. near our 30s and we're grumpy already Jeez. <laughs> yeah. uh no and even like with the with the under oath announcement like two days later or like the following monday they announced a massive tour with dance gavin dance uh veil of maya and um oh my gosh i'm forgetting the other band but it's like a new uh equal visions band um but that and i went to go get tickets like when they went on sale and like it didn't sell out immediately immediately it wasn't like that but the tickets were 45 dollars and they were playing not a very great venue in providence rhode island and i'm like Forty five dollars for this, like it's like that's like meals for people for like a couple limbs. of days. Limbs, that's the other band that's playing. They were actually pretty good. They put out a good EP last year. It's kind of like I don't know, samey post hardcore kind of stuff, but it's okay. But like I was just kind of blown away by that. Like mm-hmm. they put out all these vinyl variants and all these like special edition things with like the initial launch of this album and I just like felt really conflicted about it. And it felt like it felt kind of dirty to me. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to get the album. I'm going to listen to it. It's probably going to sound like uh bring me the horizon ripoff. Cause they just hung out with that band for the last year and a half. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm nervous about it. See, that's the other thing is like, we you know when bands come back, you get nervous and, and the whole, uh, I will say, you know, uh, they're canceled and everything or quote unquote, they're canceled. Yeah. That's what, pe- that's what people, that's what the youth say. Yeah. Um, you know, brand new when they, people just like, I was one of those people. And I think you were one of those people mm-hmm. that just like blindly pre-ordered an album yep. without hearing any music. For $50. Had no for $50. <laughs> and we're uh-huh. like, yeah, totally. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. And cause it had been seven years and you're like, you sit there and it's like instant, like, what the fuck did I just do? Did yeah. I like, like, did I just spend fifty dollars on something that could be like mm-hmm. total shit? Yep. And then you just kind of sit there with that, and you're like, well, I guess I'll see. And then when they dropped the digital release, like shortly after the pre-orders went up, it was kind of like this sigh of relief because all bullshit aside, that album is almost spotless. Yep. And like, it's a relief, but yes, there is like that trepidation where you're just like. I, am I going to spend all this money? And then all of a sudden I'm just like going to be really disappointed and, you know, and, and in your own way, it's not like the band did you wrong in any way. It's just like, you're disappointed in your own way because you have a certain idea of how a band 
is in your mind. Like mm-hmm. Circa survived to me and how the relationship I have with the band, because we're both big Circa fans, mm-hmm. is so different from your attachment mm-hmm. to the band and how you feel and what's, you know, what sticks out to you in their their catalog. So I think that that is, it's one of those same things. If Circa had break, broken up and come back with an album, you and I would have different reactions, not only because differing opinions, but just because we have different feelings towards the band. Well, and even like anytime Circa Survive announces anything, and I, this happens with a lot of bands, anytime a band like announces a new album, I get nervous because I'm like, I don't want it to taint the discography of the band. And it actually a little bit happened with um, the last 30 Seconds to Mars album before the one that they're about to put out. It just wasn't anything I ever wanted, but I love the very first 30 seconds to Mars. I love the second one. This is war is great. But then an album that's just not interesting can like ruin a discography for me. And like one of my favorite bands is dredge and they haven't been around. They haven't put out an album in like six or seven years. And the last album they put out was really bad. Like, embarrassingly bad and their second album El Cielo is my literal favorite album of all time and so to feel like to feel bad about liking that band because an album came out that is really bad like I'm like I'm also always nervous to say that I like 30 seconds to Mars but like the same thing kind of feels like with Dredge because they put an album that's embarrassing and Mm. so I really with Under Oath coming back and even like when at the drive-in came back and they put out an album 17 years after breaking up, I was like, okay, this better not be, I honestly fully expected it to be just like a radio butt rock album, like fully. <laughs> that's like the, I mean, that's, you know, what, ha- what happens to, it's like every post hardcore band, you know, in that sphere that kind of, when we were younger, and was really popular like in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And then they come back and they really do go. It's like there's no gray area. Mm-hmm. It's either really good or like very like, wow, this is really interesting. And they shaped a whole new thing for themselves. Or it's really, really <laughs> bad. <laughs> and you're like, I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like the Thrice album that came out after their hiatus – that was my biggest fear because I know that um, they, especially Dustin's voice and kind of the some of the music that they make can feel like it's going that direction of like it's almost borderline but rocky at, at times. And I know I might catch some shit from, from people uh, listening to this that are big Thrice fans, but I hear that. I get it. And so when the new album came out and I did not like the first single – Uh, blood on the sand because it just sounded so radio accessible and did not sound like a thrice song to me like the same thrice that wrote paper tigers the same thrice that wrote phoenix ignition like that's not thrice to me and so i was just super bummed and honestly thought the album was going to be dead on arrival for me but when i listened to it in full and in context i loved it and i was really really nervous about that have you ever had an experience like that? Gosh, I'm trying to rack my brain recently. Um, you know, I mean, I think that uh, we talked about this in the last episode. It definitely didn't like 
blow me away by any means. It wasn't bad, but it definitely didn't blow me away. The new American nightmare album, mm-hmm. you know, and I've, I've talked to friends and people in the past and, um, they know that I have this kind of qualm with like their whole fake farewell tour stuff that they went through in like <laughs> the mid 2010s. And it's just like, ugh, like it was like one of those situations, like just fake, like, I don't care what you're doing, but like, can you just stop acting like teasing us about this stuff? Like, cause you, you start to lose people. You start to be like, I'm not interested because I don't, I can't keep up. And that's where I was kind of at. And, uh, you know, cause there was that, 2012 they had that big reunion in massachusetts and it was like the documentary and it was super it was really awesome i wasn't there but i had the dvd and it looks it it just looked amazing and then they did do another like round of shows and then it did another round of shows and Mm -hmm. it's like okay but are you back are you making a new are you making new music (laughs) and then we get into the question of what does what do we define as a reunion is that a reunion or is that a comeback yeah, no, and I think a lot of bands have kind of um, even cashed in on those farewell tours. Those, uh, like Lydia did a farewell tour back in like 2008 or whatever, and they've released four albums since. It's kind of ridiculous to me to to see that if like, are you really going to go away or are you just like teasing us yeah. for a minute? Like what is going on? Yeah. I feel like Streetlight Manifesto has had like eight oh. farewell tours. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I think they have too. They're kind of always in farewell mode. Yeah. Farewell mode. But a couple cool reunions, like well, another one that I was nervous about was the American football reunion. Yeah. Um, but it ended up being like, I thought it was pretty good. And a lot of folks were kind of like, bummed that it wasn't the American football they remember, but like the band was gone for what, 18 years or something like that, 17 years. They're all so older, probably chilled out a bunch. Yeah. We also got like a dozen Owen records. So like we knew where Mike Kinsella's head was and it's basically a glorified Owen record. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, it's just funny that you say that because yesterday uh, I was talking to someone and they said, yeah, that was like, they're in reference to LP two. They mm-hmm. were like, yeah, it was a good L- Owen record. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me laugh. Cause I was like, ah. is Kenny Ham joining us? Oh, well, I just kind of wanted to add, uh, the way you feel about circus survive is the way I feel about fall out boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> like, but they went away for a minute too. Four years. Yeah. And then I came back and, like, Save Rock and Roll was fine. Like, it's got some good songs on it. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. <laughs> but every record they put out, I'm always panicking that it's going to be really bad. I haven't even listened to the new one yet because I am so anxious about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for our first music break portion of the podcast. About to bring you four tracks for your ears and enjoyment. The first song is called Tea Soaked Letter by Anna Birch. And then I've got Waiting for You by Hurry. That'll be followed up by Next of Kin by Lucy Dacus. Rounding it out with Haley Hendrix's Show You a Body.
and health I showed you a body like a cluttered garage Get back to this conversation with Jacqueline O'Connell and my best friend Katie Hamm. What's interesting about you bringing up Fall Out Boy is like that was like a good example of are they coming back for the money or the music? Mm-hmm. And what do you think about that, Katie? I mean, I think it depends on which member you're talking about. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, do I think that Pete Wentz and, and Patrick Stump? are in for the music yes yeah uh, oh yeah andy hurley is a hardcore kid a hundred percent so mm-hmm. like probably the money probably the paycheck well so he can have so he can front the money for the other things for he's all doing. of the other things he does <laughs> yeah doesn't he own well, like a coffee shop or something like that Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I think he owns a coffee company or something. I'm sure, like, playing at the Victoria's Secret fashion show gave him, like, a nice paycheck. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure that all of it does, because Fall Out Boy tickets are so expensive now yep. that I refuse to go see them. Yeah. But but also, like, they they took a hiatus, and then all of a sudden when they came back, they were this, like, literal juggernaut. Mm-hmm. of pop, yeah. pop rock music like they they've they've like write songs for like one they wrote songs for like one direction and five seconds mm-hmm. or so. like they were writing those like pete wentz and patrick stump just don't stop like they became a completely different machine i mean they were still writing and performing music when they were when fallout boy was on hiatus yeah. like patrick Stump's solo stuff is cool yeah um, and Pete Wentz did Black Cards, which was another, like, pop-adjacent type thing, which was super fun. But um, then Andy and Joe did... To bring like, back... Uh, the Damned Things? The reason I went to Lollapalooza, my friend got free tickets from uh, a radio show, and um, both Patrick Stump and Black Cards, Pete Wentz's band, were playing, and uh, I got to meet Patrick Stump, and I got to dance on stage with the black card. So I just like oh. lived my best life. <laughs> yes. yes, you did. That's yeah. awesome. But what about their That's comeback awesome. albums? I mean, okay, so Fall Out Boy has historically been my favorite band of all time. Mm-hmm. And I literally wept the day that they announced their comeback. Uh, I woke up. And the person that I was dating at the time was on their phone and was just like, Katie, Fall Out Boy's back. And I was like, shut up. Like, no, they're not. Because, like, people had been messing with me about it for, like, years. And uh, 
showed me their announcement and literally just sobbing as I'm like oh pre-ordering the album and I'm like oh my god I've been waiting forever and like it's fine I mean I don't spin <laughs> I don't spin safe rock and roll very often I like American Beauty American Psycho I think I've put on safe rock and roll more often than you have because I really think the first three songs are like I, I mean, I like them. Sick. Like, I listen to it, and yeah. I know the words, and, like... But it's not the Fall Out Boy you remember. I mean, and, it, like, no Fall Out Boy album is the same. Yeah. Like, people who are take different. this to your grave purists, like, stupid. That's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, every album has been different. Like, Take This to Your Grave, then From Under the Cork Tree, those are totally different. Then Infinity on High, totally different. Mm-hmm. Then Folly Adieu, totally different. Yeah. And so I was expecting it to be something different. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, like, I'm just not super into, like, regular pop music. So, like, it's drifting away from the things that I enjoyed about their music. And that's fine. Yeah. Other people yeah. love it, so like they're doing they're doing okay without me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kinda it's kind of when it, it becomes um like maybe it comes to that point where it's like if you love something, let it go kind of thing. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, yeah, maybe it's it's making someone else happy and like that's yeah. that's what's important. That's enough for me. <laughs> that's enough for me. I just want everyone to be happy. So uh, <laughs> So yeah, we've 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 talked about like how like reunions are definitely when a band breaks up or goes on an extended hiatus and then reunites and makes a big deal out of reuniting. But like comeback albums, I think are a little bit dif- different. Like the Fallout Boy was more of a comeback than anything else. Um, and I I personally uh, am very excited for the new Tool album, huge comeback, where. <laughs> I really Which, wish. I wish we had. Rec- I wish this is the point where I wish we had the old recording, because my genuine surprise of Craig's love for Tool <laughs> is priceless. I was looking forward to listening back at that because I was like, I was in shock. I was like, <laughs> I think the analogy I used was like, if someone had a gun to my head and said yes or no, does Craig like Tool? I would say no and be dead. And I would have never known <laughs> prior to that moment. And it was just like, it was a moment of deep reveal. And I was, it was, it was just a great moment. Oh yeah. When I was going through my cringy emo days, Tool actually is one of the main bands that got me through. Okay. I heard, I heard his half of the conversation the first time you recorded this. And I just want to share with you uh, that Craig went through a real big butt rock face. That's right. Uh, Tool is not butt rock, though. Listen, hashtag vinyl heel over here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, like, there are so many times when Craig puts on music in the car and it's like, oh, I used to love this. And I'm like... Why? It's like tapping garbage. Godsmack, disturbed. Oh yeah. I love it. That's like, on like his theory, like theory of a dead man. Oh yeah, their first album's great. Uh, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. 
On his birthday, I we were in the car, and I said, yeah, put, a, put like, whatever music you want on. It's your birthday. So he puts on friggin' Trapped. Like, why? <laughs> that album, that first album is almost flawless. And you sang along to almost every song. Oh, my God. Did you, you just said that Trapped's first album is almost flawless. It's so good. Are you putting that shit on par with like Paramore's album? Like what's wrong in this? What's happening in that household? In this house, we watch anime and listen to Trapped. <laughs> I'm going to lose like a lot of followers in general because of this conversation and fucking bring it on. <laughs> Poor people are just going to be like, I'm never going to trust your opinion on anything ever again. Yeah. So it's like I do that huge, that huge uh, year end list just to prove to folks that it's okay that I li- also listen to shit music <laughs> whenever you know what you should do this year is just be like <laughs> is just put all of your favorite butt rock albums in your top 200 oh my gosh I might coming down to the top 10 we've got Taproot's Welcome we've got Taproot's <laughs> Gift we've got God Smacks Awake we've got Disturbed Believe at number one <laughs> Revis's Places for Breathing uh, I can keep going. <laughs> I'm, I'm just what like were we listening shocked. to the other day that um, Chris Wallish commented on? Oh, Godsmack. That was Godsmack? Yeah, oh, my Chris, God. My buddy Chris was like, Craig, I need to check in with you because your Spotify says you're listening to Godsmack. <laughs> yeah, it's like genuine concern. That's hilarious. He was he was actually concerned with me, and I get it. I understand. I, I get it. But we were listening to Taproot the other day, driving around, and I was like, honestly, Taproot was the first band that like helped me understand how to talk about depression. <laughs> so like, hey, you know what? I mean, we come to it in different ways. Ju- judgment, but no judgment. I guess like <laughs> there are people listening to this podcast like. Hey, like if you listen to that music, we're not making fun of you. We're purely making fun of Craig at this very moment. <laughs> and he's taking it like a champ. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I am a very confident human being. I just came from therapy. I'm good to go. <laughs> this uh, is all this is all big news. I'm very excited that I learned all this information tonight. This is, this is good. What, thank you, what, thank you, Katie, for unveiling all of this for me. You got it. I mean, I figured you you wanted there to be that genuine surprise from the tool thing, so I figured I could also surprise you a different way. <laughs> oh, Katie just loves surprises. I love your surprises, Katie. Ham. <laughs> What's a good comeback that you've liked, Jacqueline? Uh, well, what I'm excited about this year is Spice Girls, and I yes. know we talked. Yes. Katie was around when we were talking about this, and Katie, you you mentioned last time that you uh in the the lost recording, uh you <laughs> saw them live at one point when they were active. Yep. And how how was that? I saw them in third grade as my first concert. Nice. I was very sad because Ginger Spice was already gone. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it was like maybe a couple of months after she left. Which was, like, total bullshit. I mean, the whole drama surrounding it. Unfortunately, yeah. it was, like, one of those things that, like, you knew was going to happen with, like, all the drama. And they were so young. We talked about this, too. Like, they were so young when they got really famous, like, early 20s. And, yeah. you know, being forced to, like, you know, they some of them were friends, like, originally. But, you know, being forced with to be friends with and, and work, be business partners with four other women is, is 
probably really difficult, especially in like a an age where you you're you're constantly kind of still trying to figure out your own identity and being told like this is your identity, your baby spice. That's who you are and that must be really hard. Well, and even so, in the early like the late 90s and early 2000s when the level to which women spoke up about their like real identities and or like the reality of like being a woman in the industry wasn't happening like it is right now. Like people are outspoken as fuck about what goes on and call out everything. But like back then there was, it was like the height of the like boy band and girl band groups, like, and boy versus girl, you could not bring politics into it. Period. I mean, have you seen Spice World? I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm just saying. <laughs> they yeah, definitely, but... they share some opinions in there. Okay. On top of, like, meeting aliens. Like, that movie is freaking weird. <laughs> that movie is all over the place, but that movie is... is Honestly, it's, it's a cinematic still classic. a gem. It's a I cinematic will watch classic. it anytime. Absolutely. I had the VHS, and... uh I don't know what happened to it, but it, it it's it's a fantastic movie. But I, I'm excited because they're getting back together, and I'm I'm mainly not really so interested about like the music that they're going to make or them going on tour because I don't think I'm like at that stage in my life. But I am here for it, and I'm supporting it, and I'm excited because the new generation of you know femme identifying and 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 women growing up, I want them to see like the girl power, the next generation of girl power. I'm like so pumped for it when it when it was announced like kind of like with the new charmed reboot they're gonna have like a whole new cast uh i'm only thinking of charmed because it's on literally every morning when i go to the gym and i am there for it uh you're listening to taproot too um not really gonna get i don't want to derail the conversation again but if you want me to talk about taproot i can tell you very many biographical aspects of my life that taproot has impacted but that's neither here nor there i honestly thought when they were gonna launch the spice girls again it was gonna be like a whole new lineup i didn't know that they were gonna bring back the original spice girls for this who by the by look amazing and Holy better than that shit right yeah. mel, mel c sporty spice who has always been my favorite because i've always like growing up i was like i didn't like wearing dresses i liked wearing pants i like i wanted to like look at my older brother and he wore like, like all that like those starter jackets and like <laughs> you know straight leg jeans and i was like i'm gonna be like my brother and wear like you know baseball caps and stuff and i always loved sporty spice because like she never wore dresses she just was like herself and she was like yeah I'm fucking athletic. And so she looks amazing now. Like that Instagram photo of all of them together, I was like, she's literally glowing. Mm-hmm. How is this even possible? <laughs> like what skincare <laughs> regimen does she use? <laughs> I'm interested to see what they do. I think it'll be fun. But they've only announced a tour, right? Or that they're going to do something. I don't know if they've fully announced yet. I've only read that they're working on like a tour, like okay. putting together a, a tour. That's the as much as I know. I don't know anything about new music though. Oh my god! Oh, who are they going to at the Olympics a couple of years? Ago. Who's going to take? Who's going to go on the road with them? Jeez, Paramore. Oh my god! If it happens, the most expensive Paramore ticket yet. The most expensive ticket of all time. I mean, I actually might even pay. I would probably pay to see that. 
That was but, like, that would be like my Hamilton. <laughs> but that's real. Like a lot of these comebacks and a lot of these reunions, they're spendy. I yeah, mean, they are. And even like last time we talked a little bit about how Paramore kind of like went away for a few years um, after the last, the self-titled album. And then now they're back. And after laughter is amazing. It is the best emo album of the decade. I stand by that. Yeah, I know it's a pop album, but it is the best emo record of this decade so far. And those tickets ain't cheap. Oh my God. No, it was like $200 just to like, even just sit up in the rafters. And it's like, Haley, I really want to see you dance around on stage and everything. And like, I love like your blonde hair and like, I want to see you live, but at the same time, I can't spend $200. No. You could go on their cruise. <laughs> That'll at least give you another reason to spend the money. Parahoy. I actually, yeah. so I thought about it. I was like, that's a really cool idea. It is. I get super seasick. Mm. So, oh, bummers. Yeah. If I didn't get super, well, I probably could go and just get like a super, like a big dose of non, not like non nausea, like the yeah, airborne I mean, shit. Yeah, Jeremy yeah. or Airborne or whatever, and uh, yeah, I could do that, but I just don't want to chance it. And that is pretty expensive, though. Yeah, I have a friend who went on it, and it looks incredible. And I'm so jealous because I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, it just seems like a lot because you're there. How long are you on that boat? Yeah, I have oh, no. I idea. think it's like a weekend. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it just. They, pair, they they just perform like yeah, every and night just, and you just party. No, it's not just them. Like yeah, like me without bands. you is on it and a bunch of other bands. Oh, I guess I didn't fully read the description, which is just like me. Because I think like last year or is it this year, a bunch of like old warp tour bands like Less Than Jake yep. and Newfound Glory and a bunch of those bands, Pennywise did like their own cruise too. Oh, it must yeah. be like a thing. Yeah. That's weird. Does I want to like, know. I do something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to like, know like what like person's emailing or calling a business manager and being like, I really think the band should go on a cruise and yeah. do like a whole like thing on a cruise. That's Chris really Jericho, the pro wrestler's doing one. <laughs> Are you going to go? No, but it would be awesome. <laughs> He's my favorite. With his band, not as a wrestler. With his band, oh. Fozzie, who is, like, the ultimate butt rock right now. Like, Fozzie Bear? Yeah. F-O-Z-Z-Y. Yikes. Hey, everyone. Jacqueline here from In Between Spins. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode of the Edge of Punks podcast. I'm just dropping by to tell you a little bit more about In Between Spins. It probably comes as no surprise that I love collecting vinyl. It's been a hobby and a huge obsession of mine for over a decade. And over the years, I've had the pleasure of meeting and connecting with other femme and non-binary vinyl collectors through social media and record fairs. However, this space is still heavily dominated by men, and this is why I created In Between Spins. Every week, I'll share pieces of my record collection, books I'm reading, art I'm enjoying, and whatever else I'm doing in between spinning records. In addition to the In Between Spins YouTube channel dedicated to femme and non-binary vinyl collectors, the first quarterly zine is available now to purchase with all proceeds going to Trinity Place Shelter, a homeless shelter in New York City for LGBTQ youth. This first zine is centered on feminism and how we navigate relationships with male figures in our lives. If you'd like to get involved with the channel or zine, feel free to reach out to me on social media or email hello at inbetweenspins.com. 
Talk to you all soon and enjoy the rest of this episode. Please get involved with Jacqueline's project in between spins. I mean, that's the name of this monthly installment of us talking about music. So please reach out to Jacqueline and get involved. All right, we got three more songs for you. We got My Instincts Are the Enemy by American Football, Blood on the Sand by Thrice, and My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark by Fallout Boy. Classic. Translate all the colors that I can't see. Think I'm in trouble. Wrap up this conversation with Jacqueline and Katie Ham. I don't want to bring this back to Taproot, but oh my God, with the Taproot, we full circle, people. But when I was in high school, uh, I got to go see Chevelle Taproot and Thirty Seconds to Mars live, and it was like maybe a twenty dollar ticket. A friend of mine just posted the Thirty Seconds to Mars tour with what Walk the Moon. 
and it's like $75. Like, cause this is like the big 30 seconds to Mars, like comeback. And there's like nuts. And I cannot believe the type of prices people get away with charging for concerts. It's like that whole Radiohead joke back in the day, but it nothing has been done about it. I mean, it, it really is insane, like how expensive tickets are, um, especially at large arenas. And in comparison to like going to the show at like, I don't know, like the Sinclair or, yeah. uh, you know, Alphaville here in New York City. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay like $10, $12. No big deal. Yeah. And and damn, it's like paying $75 for a ticket. Yeah. And then you get there. And sometimes those arenas are not in very commutable places. You got to drive there. Yeah. Then you got to park. Then you got to, well, now you're going to you want something to drink. And that's going to cost you another 24 karat gold block. <laughs> then you want a t-shirt and then you got to give everybody all your gold shillings mm-hmm. and then, you know what i mean you just like you before you know it you're uh you're selling your kidneys to have a good time so another reunion i guess you'd call it a reunion uh because they came back with a new like quadruple ep thing uh is bell and sebastian uh came out and they put it out on matador records and it's these really awesome four EPs and they also are on tour right now. Uh, I think they had their last night or I think they're still on tour and they're uh, going on a U.S. tour as well. And uh, Julian Baker, our pal Julian Baker mm-hmm. went on tour with them over in the U.K. and in Europe. And I'm just I'm, I really liked them in high school. I had like had some kind of like connection to them like when I was like a sophomore in high school and I was really excited to see them back. I'm not like a, you know, totally 100% Bell and Sebastian fan, but I was really excited to see them back. Yeah. And I haven't had like the biggest uh, experience with Bell and Sebastian, but I always see that they influence like all of the people that, (laughs) that I listen to. (laughs) Yeah. They, they have some really, um, really beautiful music and they're just so talented. And um, I think, all the members they work so cohesively together to make this really intricate sound which is similar to another band that we talked about that you also are excited that came back is slow dive yes record in a very very long time was it like almost like almost years yeah two decades and so they came out with their self-titled album last year and it blew my socks off and it was part of my top albums of last year and it was just they went on tour. They did this far out thing for Audio Tree, and it mm. was, it just trans. It just, I, they beamed me up <laughs> out of the universe. Oh my gosh, that's was- exactly how the album feels too. It feels like you're going through space. Yeah, uh, it's so. And I got into Slow Dive because I got into Nothing a few years ago, and once I got into Nothing, like they were a gateway to shoegaze for me, and then like all the bands started to click. So like Slow Dive and Ride and. Uh, my bloody Valentine, obviously. And so I was getting like way into it. And then when I saw they announced a new album, I was like, Oh, whoa, what? Wait, what? Okay. So I checked it out and I, I don't genuine, I genuinely don't go out and immediately buy albums after a first listen, but I listened to that album at work and then I went to Newberry comics and bought a copy that night. Like, I'm like, I'm having this record. It is very good. And yeah. um, 
what's really cool is there's this really great podcast called song exploder. Um, and I think I was, I was telling you about this before, but it's a podcast where the members like break apart a song. And so they did uh, sugar for the pill and it's really cool to hear how they came up with like the concept for everything. And that, that podcast is really great. Uh, they've you uh, Rishi Kesh her way, uh, is on, uh, the West wing podcast, but he, he, uh, he hosts that and has had like Oathbreaker to Moses Sumney to Julian Baker to uh, Carly Rae Jepsen to today's was Jack Johnson. Like there's bands like all over the place that he had Converge. He's had like American football, like all these bands like break apart a song. And it's just fascinating to hear all the layers that you miss because you're you don't hear everything, obviously. Yeah. But you listen to the podcast and then you get to hear everything. <laughs> Yeah, and to hear it kind of like all broken down because I know Julian. I, re- I listened to Julian's um, uh, episode because I, I just thought it was really interesting. And man, that was like that was a really interesting conversation to like hear her talk about it that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, after we talked the last time, I downloaded it and I've started listening to it. And I like nice. um, I just started listening to the Saint Vincent New York one. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I'm just like you know Saint Vincent. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to start listening to that. And I remember last time you said, so the same guy does the West Wing podcast. West you said? Wing Weekly, yeah. Oh, man. I got to tell Brian to listen to that because y'all would be best friends because yep. he is like a West Wing nerd. Yes. And it makes you even more of one because then I just think of all of the things that West Wing was right about. Except for all of the like not so subtle sexism, but hey, we can't, we can't be, we can't be right all the time. Well, there was like just not to go off the little course here. At the have you do you, you used to watch Scrubs at all? Have you watched Scrubs? Oh yeah, I haven't watched so the whole thing, but I know Katie has. There is uh, that one like in later seasons where the janitor was like, I think we should be looking for. Osama bin Laden in Afghanistan and it was like that's where they found him and like every single time there's that scene on TV Brian goes the janitor that's why he's my favorite (laughs) (laughs) he is actually probably like the best character on the show because he like is the craziest and he's like wrench knife for kids Mm. (laughs) (laughs) he's like I don't believe in I don't believe in the sun I think it's the back of the moon (laughs) (laughs) That was a good show. Anyway, just wanted to go off on a little tangent there. Yeah. Uh, what else are, are you looking for? Like, are you going to go to any reunion shows coming up? I don't know. What I I don't know. I don't think there are any that. Are, I mean, I was going to go to the Enderoth one, but then it like sold out, and I was like, I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I don't need to try harder than I. This just is did. fine. The reason I'm a little skeptical, uh, as it were, about reunions. And the comeback situation is bands like Smashing Pumpkins, <laughs> who have a very tumultuous past and have had uh, one of the most dramatic reunion startups in a long time. And yeah. I, was reading, I was reading this New York Times article, and I don't think the writer meant to do this. Maybe they did. I have no idea. But the writer really painted Billy Corgan in like, like the worst light. Like just <laughs> made him sound like 
an asshole, which I mean, he is a douchebag, but he yeah. just like kind of, he said things about him where you're just like, Ugh. like you just made, it made you cringe about like the type of person that Billy Corgan is. And you're just like, is anybody even going to go to these shows now? Because like, I mean, Darcy's not going to be in the band. So it's yeah. not even the whole band. So well, it's they like, aren't selling the tickets aren't selling either. Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw that on consequence of sound and it's like, why are you even doing this now? And now does that like, are you doing this for money? Uh huh. Well, and his last, his last two, he's had two solo albums, right? Recently. And like, neither of those did well at all. And so I don't know, like this was definitely one of those money grab attempts. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it feels like because it just feels as though they just got back together because they want to feel hey, we're doing something and, like, we're still the Smashing Pumpkins because, like, hey, just want to let you know that that shirt you got from Urban Outfitters is, like, something we put together when we were 19 or something. You know what I mean? It just feels like it feels insincere is all. And that's really, like, where a lot of my skepticism comes from and and cynicism about reunions. And so, which people find really weird. People find it weird that, like, I find reunions to be kind of lame. Yeah. Um, but I do, and that's how I feel, and that's okay. Yeah, and there aren't really any you want to see, huh? No, I take like I it said, that I, way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, like I'm just not one of those people that's like I'm gonna pay seventy five dollars to see this band because I need to see them before I die. Yeah. And that's no shame on anybody, and no judgment mm-hmm. on anybody who wants to do that because I've totally been like, I went to one of those American Nightmare shows where it was like their third time reuniting a <laughs> show. And I went to that and it's like, yeah, I really wanted to see it. And they played like songs from, uh, we're down to our underground, which is my favorite album. And it was really great to see, but it wasn't like, man, if I don't see this, like I'm going to be sad about my life. And like, <laughs> and I, I, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. It's like, don't go to a show just to say you went to a show. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, last year, I mean, this is kind of going off of that in a different direction, but last year, I was fortunate enough to see four bands I literally never thought I would get to see live, and that was Tool, A Perfect Circle, uh, At The Drive-In, and American Football. Like, I got to see all of those bands last year by really, like, no virtue, but just getting the opportunity to do so like tools at Boston calling at the drive-in had canceled the year before. So I was able to get first dibs on tickets this time around. And then, um, American football, my friend gave me a ticket the day of, and then a perfect circle was nowhere near to selling out and it was just in town. So I went and like, it was none of those situations were where I had to like take out a mortgage to go to the gig. And so I was just, I felt really fortunate That's to, good. to do that. And it like, you're able to do that. And you're also, uh, from what it sounds like, we're able to relive being 14 years old. Oh, so and it was 15 so, years old. Oh, it was so great to have Katie at tool, uh, at Boston calling <laughs> for the record. Katie is shaking their head right now. <laughs> it was fine. It was great. I was like, I was super just, I, the smile, I don't think I stopped smiling their entire set. I was just super stoked to be experiencing it. 
But it's so interesting because it seems like most of their performance is about, like, the videos. Yeah. They've always been a band where they want you to, like, pay attention to what... They wanted to make it like a whole oral experience. They don't want it to be like about the band. They want it to be about like, well, mostly because their bassist has synesthesia. And so the the colors that he sees and the images that he sees through their music, he, they want to share that. Like it's a whole thing. Hmm. But Have you seen that, that painter who does that? Yeah. I want to buy some of those paintings, but they're mad expensive. Yeah, I bet. They're just, they're so beautiful anyway sorry i just want to i say mean that. but that sounds really cool i mean i i get that there are and there are a lot of bands now who do that where they do like the projector and they want the to everything to be kind of like a whole mm-hmm. experience which yeah. is great um, but i prefer I that to having like the artists having like special cameras right on just them so you see everything i'm like i don't i don't need that uh but i have two bands that i would love to see get back together and that is uh as cities burn who there's like little rumblings that I think they are getting back together. Um, but they're a band that helped me through a lot of stuff. And as tall as lions, I'd love to I see as tall as lions. That'd be nice. That would be nice. I really like as tall as lions. Great, great band. I saw them early in their career with Circus survive and I never got to see them again. And then, wow. I, and that's what after I became a big, bigger fan. Mm-hmm. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think Katie had one actually. Well, I mean, I have one, like, bigger band that I would like to see come back, and that's The Starting Line. Yeah. Um, they did a little tease, but... They yeah. did, yeah. Um, They've been one of my favorite bands for a while. Um, But, like, if I were really to, like, answer that question, it would be local bands from Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> like... Number one band I want to see get back together, Sleep Serapis Sleep. I <laughs> would die. I would spend so much money to fly home. Like if they said to like if they said tomorrow night we're having a surprise reunion show, I would drop the money to go see. <laughs> and they're like uh they're like a metalcore yeah. metalcore band. They're Pretty damn good. Hell, I might even put one of their songs at the end of this podcast just because do they were it. mentioned, and I can do that with the law. And, like, <laughs> do it. I guess kind of the way that you had your ex- experience with, like, the bands that you grew up with, uh-huh. like, that band is, like, so much of what got me into a lot of the music that I listen to. Like, there's one song um, off of their first EP where they yell boom shakalaka in the middle of it. <laughs> and <laughs> that was like such a fucking bonding experience between everyone in the room. So like, oh, what I would give. I mean, that's definitely I went to their farewell show. Uh-huh. That was badass. And then the other band that would be great to get back together is also someone who I got to go to their farewell show. Because Craig got me the literal greatest gift anyone has ever given me. <laughs> we did fly back for that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. I was really sad because I wasn't going to get to go. Uh, the, the band is Narrow Hearts. I didn't say that. But anyway, um, <laughs> I was sad because we weren't going to get to go. And then I came home and Craig handed me the like flight thing that he bought. 
And I literally just started sobbing. Oh my god. <laughs> it was That's so, so good. nice. I'm a really good partner. So like all this taproot talk and everything, I'm still really good to Katie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone <laughs> I don't think anybody was like worried about your uh your partnership ability. You don't know that though. <laughs> Cause I've subjected Katie to some, <coughs> some music. They ain't happy. About. <laughs> hey, we all like as yeah. in partnership, you compromise and you support that other person. Yeah. And no matter what the butt rock song and <laughs> Brian really loves pop punk. And I do not like pop punk. I just can't, I just can't wrap my head around it. And it just all sounds like one song to me. <laughs> that's so funny. Cause I feel like that's how I feel about, uh, so many things that Craig listens to. Cause like pop punk is my shit. Yeah. 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 So like yeah. I, I knew, I knew saying that I was going to get some kind of reaction out of you. <laughs> pop punky ish adjacent kind of emo music that I've kind of decided to go on some hiatuses for a lot of mental health reasons. We'll use this to wrap up, I guess. But um, Sorority Noise is going to be going on a hiatus. Modern Baseball, we don't know if they're going to be coming back. But the thing with these kinds of announcements is everyone takes it personally. Yes. And, you know, and I, I hate to be like that person because I I am so like in the peripheral and I work kind of behind the scenes in the industry. It's not about like no one's trying to hurt anyone's feelings. No one's like, you know, we need to break up because like everyone just they they want too much from us. I mean, sometimes that's the case because but that's a mental health. That deep issue is a mental health issue is like the dependency of like, you know, how am I taking care of myself so that I can give back to these people? And uh, and people need time off to be able to do that. And, and when people are like, why are they doing this to me? And like, it's like, it's not, they're not doing it to you. And like, I see all these photos of people being like, that's the last sorority night show. And it's like, it's, but it's not like, they just need, like, they have a lot of stuff going on. Like all the members, like, uh, the bassist, I don't know his name, but the bassist is in another band. He's in prawn. Mm-hmm. which is on, they just had an album come out. I know that they're trying to go on another tour. And then and he, that guy's been, he's just been nonstop touring because he's going on sorority noise and going on prime. Like it's just been one after the other. And then Cam's doing like a 20 different projects. He's got small circle. He's got yeah. flower girl records. He's, you know, mastering and engineering records in Philly. He's doing a ton of stuff. He's got uh old gray and then Adam, the other guitarist, he just put out solo. He's announced a solo album. Yeah. So they just have other stuff going on. And that's actually a pretty normal thing for bands when they've been together. I mean, they've been a band together as a little family for a long time. Yeah. And they're on tour so much. Mm-hmm. And like to be stuck in a van with each other, mm-hmm. you really have to have like a certain sense of synergy. And to have self-awareness to be like, yeah, we should just take a little bit of a break and go do our own thing for a while and come back to it. That is actually to be able to do that is great. And to be able to admit that and be able to say it and like own it is great. And I think Modern Baseball did the same thing, too. And they ended up canceling a bunch of stuff just because they're like, we can't do this right now. And um, I think the response to them was 
pretty good because I don't have a, a big attachment really to either band. I, I'm okay with their music, but um, it was just more of the fact that they were doing it to take care of themselves made me really happy. And I was really appreciative of that. And so when I saw people kind of taking it personally, I'm like, you're, you're being the opposite of what this band stands for from my understanding of the band and the members yeah. and they should be supportive of their mental health. Exactly. And so seeing that they've still been making some stuff on, on their own and independently like is, is great. And I'm really glad that they're getting their creative juices out otherwise um, because they'll be back. And like, yeah, I mean, totally. like thrice took about five and a half years off American football, football took 17, at the drive-in took like 17 under oath took like the last seven uh spice girls have been gone for like 15 years slow dive took 21 years tools about 12 years fallout boy took what four or five years like they'll be back like it's fine like calm down listen to some other music you know the internet is full of other music and that's great we've suggested (laughs) plenty of it here today and And so just don't take it to heart. And like for, for that matter, the way we looked at like comeback and reunions and reunions in a different way is a lot of those reunion albums were after the band was like, okay, we're just going to take a break. And like, but the difference is like Interpol hasn't put out an album in five years and they never announced a hiatus. They never announced that they were breaking up, but they take big breaks to put out good albums. Like mm-hmm. bands can do that. Like mm-hmm. we talked, we referenced them earlier a little bit, but like brand new never announced an actual hiatus, but they still took about seven and a half years to put out an album. Like mm-hmm. these yeah. things are fine. Yeah. Whether or not they say it's like a formal hiatus or whatever is whatever. Just be chill. And also like on. if they don't come back, yeah, like life goes on. Like, I know the color morale also announced their. Yeah. I don't know whatever they're doing at this Break. point. Um, and that's like, who knows if that's going to come back? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like, could get just, there's so much other stuff. Mm-hmm. Just listen to something else. Yeah, like Now Now. It'll be okay. Now Now went away for a while <laughs> and then just announced an album, but they never put out, like, hey, we're on a hiatus or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. And people still flip their shit. Yeah, I just it's, oh, it's, it's wow. I just remembered another one that I would want to see. Oh wow, My Chemical Romance. Oh, the, the emo yeah. world would crash down if that happened. Like We've... just oh. didn't they like tease something? They're... No, they came out with a new album. What no, did they do? They they reissued an anniversary album, uh, or an anniversary uh, offering of the Black Parade. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't get, I don't get the Black Parade. I don't either. Oh my god, thank you. I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only one. It's okay. Like that's it's like, yeah. It's like it's a. You know what? It's not a bad album. It's yeah. just no, it, an album yeah. to me. You know what I mean? Like I get it. Whatever people like it. Yeah. But like shit what is it called what's three, three cheers? cheers three cheers is, is their album so yeah, good that is it's perfect ugh. yeah if i could have a reunion of three cheers that era my chemical romance yes i'm here incredible. for that <laughs> i'm here for that 
Cool. Well, sick. This was a fun uh, <laughs> conversation. I'm yeah. glad Katie ended up joining us. I didn't yeah, think you expected joining, to do Katie. that. <laughs> no, I didn't. But I, it was like, why? Why was I just listening? You know, that's fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe you two can do one on your own in the near yeah, future, in, in a couple months or whatever, and uh, you can you can discuss why you like sad music and why you like. I punk. I like sad music that doesn't sound sad. Like after laughter. Yes. Yeah. Which That's... is like or all this of real friends of... discography. That's fair. The did you see the meme, the Paramore meme where it was like uh the lyrics and the music, like the music there was like a picture of like a party or something. Yeah. And then like the lyrics is like a cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> And like I think Haley t- retweeted or something, and I was like, "Wow, it's like the visualization of how I feel about that album." <laughs> uh, Jacqueline, how can people be in touch with you and tell? Uh, we'll have you do an ad. Never mind. Uh, how, Jacqueline? How can people get in touch with you? They can find uh, they can find myself at, at Jacqueline underscore O'Connell on any social platform, or they can follow at In Between Spins on Twitter and Instagram. Because I don't fuck with the Facebook pages because I don't fuck with that algorithm. Nice. <laughs> Nailed it. How can they find you, Craig Bideman? Uh, you can find me at Craig Bidedman <laughs> on social media. Uh, you can follow Edupunks Pod everywhere. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. You're on my website, craigbideman.com. Uh, Katie, how can people get a hold of you? Do you want people getting a hold of you? I mean, I don't care. <laughs> At Katie Ham. Follow Katie Ham. Literally everything. Nailed it. I'm really glad that you got that too. Yeah. It's impressive. I'm an early adapter, you know. Dang, look at this. My partner's. <laughs> Just so like smart. don't at me about the black parade. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Don't at any of us, because we'll just, like, we'll go in at you about it. Please, I just don't... please at me about Taproot, because I yeah. will go in again. Anybody who's been, like, <laughs> who's into that music, like, send that, send your recommendations to Craig. All right, well, thank you, everyone, for taking time to listen to this long podcast about us uh, say, we love reunions, we hate reunions, we don't know what we feel about reunions. What are and, comebacks? What is money? <laughs> money? I don't know. What What's happening? Other stuff what, happened too. <laughs> we hope you enjoy this episode and uh, stay tuned for the next week's episode. What's that one about, Craig? Next week's episode of Edupunk's podcast is with Matt Politowski of the band Animal Flag, who are releasing their new album, Void Ripper, very soon. We get into a lot of different stuff. It's it's actually one of my favorite conversations yet. So, hell yeah. All right. And then uh, we'll see you back in the uh, in-between spins Edupunk's uh, party at the end of April. And hell we'll yeah. catch you later. Bye. All right, we did it. Another episode of In Between Spins and As You Punks complete. Uh, be sure to come back next month. 
where we'll be chatting about another uh, uh, topic related to the music world, as well as sharing a bunch of new music that we've been listening to lately. A lot of good stuff out there these days. And yeah, if you want to follow In Between Spins, just follow at In Between Spins on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also follow me. You can follow Katie. You can follow Jacqueline. We just shared all of our information. Next week, we'll be back with a brand new conversation, as I said, with Matt Politowski from Animal Flag. Thank you for bearing with us as we uh, had to redo this episode. But yeah, I really loved it. It was a lot of fun. And everyone got to make fun of the fact that I uh, listened to some butt rock music in my uh, in my life, and I am more than okay owning that uh, because I'm trying to own the things that I'm less comfortable with these days in a lot of different aspects of my life, as you probably heard if you listened to this week's live episode that I recorded at Raritan Valley Community College. But yeah, follow EduPunks Pod on Instagram, Twitter, find us on Facebook. If you want to share, rate, and review, that'd be really cool. It'd be really helpful. I'd really appreciate it. And yeah, that's really all I got. Um, find us on Stitcher. Find us on the Google Play Store. Everything. We're, we're, we're getting out there. Yep. All right. Let's get to work. Drenching my brain, I hope 